our voice. What you're sensing right now and what you are feeling is Jesus. Jesus in this place. Let's just lift our hands one more time. And can we just all together just sweetly say, Jesus. 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 Oh, we honor you, our Lord Jesus. There's no other name like your name. Oh, how sweet the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, we do honor you, Jesus. You know, go ahead and just bow your heads for a moment. The presence of Jesus is so sweet right now. We feel him. He lives in us if we're born again. He's always with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But it is awesome when we can just feel his presence upon us. If you're here tonight and you don't know this Lord Jesus, you've never asked him into your heart. Or maybe... At one time, you did know him, but you've, you've gone astray. You're not walking with him. And his presence is just manifesting to you tonight. And he's, he's just loving on you. He's just wrapping his arms around you. And he's saying, he's either saying, come, come to me. Let me make you a born again Christian. Or he's saying, my lost daughter, my backslidden daughter, my backslidden son, come on back home. It's Jesus that you sense right now. Is there anyone in here by uplifted hand that would just say, either I want to be born again or I want to return home to father's house. You just wave your hand at me if that's you. We thank you, Jesus for your presence well I think what's happening is Jesus just wants to love on us hallelujah we always sing and we talk about oh how I love Jesus and that's good and that's right but we need to be reminded oh how he loves us oh how he loves us Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Jesus is just speaking to you and he's reaching out to you and he's saying, I want to remind you how much I love you. Just receive that love tonight. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For your sweet, sweet presence. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go ahead and let you be seated. We're going to share some things from the word tonight. And CIA, you can go ahead and be dismissed. So glad that you're here tonight. Last Sunday night, we started a two-part series on the power in the blood. As we're thinking about tonight how much Jesus loves us. He loves us so much 
that he died for us. And he was willing to shed his precious, spotless, priceless blood for us. When he was nailed on that cross and every drop of blood that was spilled from his body was saying, Oh, how I love you. He was willing to lay down his life for us. When he was before Pilate and they were all saying, Don't you know that I have power to take your life? He said, No man has power to take it. I give it. I lay it down for all mankind. And whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many in here tonight have done that? You've called on the name of the Lord and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are washed in the blood of the Lamb. Pastor was talking this morning about how to overcome condemnation. I'm so thankful that all of our sins are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed them from us. Because of the blood, we can stand in the presence of God just like we've never sinned. That's good news. It's not by our own merits. It's not by our works, but it's because of what he has done. Amen. So last week we started talking about eight things that the blood of Jesus speaks to us. That's just a few of them. But here in the Bible, we find some of the things that the work of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. The four that we covered last week, and we can't go over them again, so get the CD or go online and listen to it. But we covered redemption. Everybody say, redeemed. Redeemed. Oh, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord are supposed to do something. What are we supposed to do if we're redeemed? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's why it's important that we speak about who we are in Christ Jesus. Why why it's so relevant that we talk about what he has done for us. I heard a good friend say years ago, make much of the blood and the blood will make much of you. We're redeemed by the blood of the lamb and we're reconciled. Number two, we are reconciled. We are put in right standing with the father because of what Jesus has done for us. And then we are cleansed. Glory be to God. We are cleansed when we come into the family of God. We are washed whiter than snow. The Bible talks about over in Isaiah, though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. We were stained by sin, but the blood of Jesus has washed us clean. Glory to God. And then fourthly, there's pacifying power in the blood. Pacifying means 
to bring a calm because that we are washed in the blood of the lamb. We don't have to be uptight. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried about the future. We have peace. The peace of God that passeth all understanding belongs to us because of the blood. Amen. So then tonight we want to look at four more. We want to look at the keeping power in the blood. We'll start there. The blood keeps us. We're going to look at a lot of these scriptures tonight out of the Amplified, but this one in the King James. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 5 in the King James. I'm using King James a little bit more, guys, because that's what my Bible is. It's Amplified in King James. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, everybody say, thank God for mercy. Abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance. We have an inheritance. Glory to God. And what kind of inheritance is it? It's incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. It's reserved in heaven for you. Listen to this part. Who are kept. Everybody say, I'm kept. By the power of God through faith unto salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. This word kept here is a military term. And it paints the picture of a soldier standing guard as protection against the enemy. A soldier that is on guard. He stands there out, out there in front of his regiment or whatever his post is. And he keeps Watch so that the enemy does not come into their camp. That's what the blood of Jesus does for us. It keeps watch over our life and it keeps out evil intruders. It keeps out the enemy. If we have faith in the power of the blood of Jesus It keeps the enemy at bay. It's standing guard over our life. Isn't that good news? In the Amplified, verse 5 says, Who are being guarded and garrisoned by God's power through your faith till you fully inherit the final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. Who are being guarded? That speaks to my life. That speaks to me. We have all different things that are promised in the word of God that guard us, that protect us. Thank the Lord for the angels of the Lord that are encamped round about us and they keep us in all of our ways. But this is telling us that we are kept. We are guarded. We are garrisoned about by the blood of the lamb. 
him. I'm telling you, the devil doesn't want anything to do with the blood. He thought on that day when Jesus died on Calvary's hill and that blood was being poured out and then he was put into that tomb. He thought that he had won. But on the third day, the Lord Jesus raised up and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he realized, Satan realized, there's power in that blood. And so for a believer, if you will apply the blood on a daily basis, it will stand guard over your life. And it speaks to the enemy. No trespassing here. I'm glad about that. Amen. I heard a story years ago and you know, this, this keeping power, let me back up. It's not just in the realm of the spirit. It will stand guard over your life in every area. It will stand guard over your family, over your physical body and over your possessions. Years ago, I heard a story about this minister him and his wife, they went somewhere to, to preach. I think it was up to Canada. They lived down in the southern part of the United States. They had several children and a relative came to stay with their children. They lived out in the country and unbeknownst to them, this was, you know, back in the day, animals, and they still do, but it, it, it became an epidemic where all these wolves and coyotes and all these wild animals were getting rabies. He didn't even know it. But in the middle of the night, he was awakened. And it wasn't God. The devil said, there's rabies running rampant in your part of the country. And wolves and coyotes are going to cross into your, into your property. And they're going to bite your kids and kill your children. Well, that's not a pleasant thought to wake up to. But he knew the word and he knew the power in the blood of the lamb. He rose up off of his bed and he began to speak to that. No, you don't devil. You are not touching my property. You are not touching my kids. This is what he did. The spirit of God instructed him. Draw a bloodline around your property. He had lots of acres. They lived out in the country, but he said, draw a bloodline around your country, your property. So he got up out of his bed and he began to walk and he said, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus and I'm drawing a bloodline around the very borders of my acreage. And he walked it. Every border, every acre, I'm drawing a bloodline and you cannot cross it. And any animal with rabies cannot cross it. No hurt, no harm comes to my children. Well, you know, it wasn't the day of cell phones, so he didn't have much communication with the relatives and he got home. And I think it was his brother and sister-in-law were watching his kids and they begin to tell him, you know, rabies really broke out here. A lot of the animals were infested while you left. He said, yeah, I know. And then he said, let's go walk the property. And they went out and they walked his property, right? And there wasn't even a fence right on the edge of his property. They found several dead coyotes, all sorts of animals, raccoons, all sorts of things, dead with their nose right up against the property line. They couldn't cross it because the blood, even animals have to obey the bloodline. 
ravenous animals full of rabies have to obey the bloodline. We are kept, hallelujah, if we have faith in the blood. And that same faith, it will also keep our spirit man. You know, the devil tries to tell us, oh, you're going to continually stumble. You're going to continually fall over the same thing. You're never going to be able to stand strong in your walk with the Lord. But that is not true. If you will plead the blood, the Bible says he is able to make you stand. Have faith in the work of salvation. We don't have to miss it. Stay under the blood and stay strong. Amen. We don't have to be unstable. We don't have to be unstable. We can be stable in unstable times. And then the sixth thing about the blood. There is emboldening power in the blood. The devil, he likes to remind us of our failures. Anybody ever had that? Again, if you weren't here this morning, get Pastor CD. He was talking about how to overcome condemnation. And he made a statement that rings so true in my spirit. I want to repeat this. Condemnation is the confidence killer. Condemnation is the confidence killer. It will keep us from stepping into our place condemnation, feeling beat up all the time. And, you know, maybe you have stumbled and maybe you have missed it. And the enemy likes to use that and say you are unworthy. But did you know there are no unworthy born again believers? No one is worthy. Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. But thank God we're not righteous in our own righteousness. It's through the blood. Hallelujah. And there's power in the blood. Power, power. Wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. It keeps us. It causes us to be emboldened. To be bold. To act upon the word of God. To be bold. To come into the presence of the Lord. Because the enemy, when he comes and he'll try to say, Oh, what about your past? What about your past? Again, I'll borrow this from Pastor Mark. When he comes with lies about your past, remind him about his past. Remind him of what happened on that day when Jesus rose up victorious over death, hell, and the grave. When Jesus stomped on his ugly head. Remind him about his past. And then we can also add, and devil, your future is not so bright either. You know, the Bible tells us that the devil right now, he's going about as a roaring lion who he may devour. He's on the roam. He's rolling around. I think he's the original. Papa was a rolling stone. He likes to live. He probably inspired that because that's how he lives. He rolls and he roams and through the earth seeking whom he may devour. But his roaming days and his rolling days are coming to an end. 
so we can remind him your past isn't so great, but your future is really bad because you're going to be chained up and you're going to be thrown into a bottomless pit for a thousand years and you're not going to be able to mess with anybody. So that's why he's spending so much time now trying to trip us up. But we have boldness through the blood of the lamb. Pastor read this this morning. I was going, oh, great. You're doing all my, my verses, but that's okay. They're not my verses. That's the word of God. We can share the word of God. We can afford to hear it again, can't we? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 22. This is why we're bold. <clears throat> Having, therefore, brethren, what do we have? Why do we have? You have your Bible there. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. Everybody say boldness. Boldness. To enter into the holiest of holies. How? By the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why we are bold. Aren't you thankful for that? Years ago, I heard another story, and I like stories because they they paint pictures for us. Sometimes we think, well, I don't know if I'm worthy to come to the throne room of grace. I'm just not that kind of a personality to be that bold to say, well, I belong here. It doesn't matter what kind of personality you have. It's, we're not coming in our own merits. It's what's on inside here. It's not operating out of the mental realm. It's in the spirit realm. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. It doesn't say that Christians ought to be arrogant and rude, but it does say righteousness is something from in here. It's not a personality. It's in here. It's knowing who we are on the inside of us. And there's a vast difference. The righteous are bold as a lion because it's coming from the spirit. And there's a place and there's a time, no matter how shy or whatever you want to say, you may be in the natural In the spirit, you can be bold because of the blood of the lamb. It's not our own merit. It's not our own works. But there was this lady that was born again back in the hippie movement, back in the 60s. And she had lived a hippie life. She was a hippie. She'd done drugs, all the things that hippies did. And so anyway, she hadn't been born again long. And she had this dream. And in this dream... She was standing before heaven's gates and there was a line and people in front of her, some angel or someone was saying, why should you be granted access to heaven? And this one guy in front of her said, well, I went to church every Sunday and the angel said, rejected, didn't let him in. Then this lady in front of her said, well, I taught Sunday school, rejected, you're not in, you're not accepted. And then this other man right in front of her, he said, I gave to good works and charitable organizations, rejected, 
So in her dream, she's feeling kind of panically because she's thinking, well, all I ever did was be a hippie. I didn't go to Sunday school. I didn't teach Sunday school. I haven't given to anything good. I haven't done much of anything yet. I'm a new Christian. So it's her turn. And out of her mouth, she didn't know what to say. Why should you be granted access? And she said, I plead the blood. I'm washed in the blood of the lamb. And the angel said, enter in. That's the right answer. It's not, we're not bold in anything that we've done and good works are great and good works are wonderful and we should serve the Lord and we should do good deeds. Those are great. That needs to happen, but that's not going to give us access. It's not going to cause us to be bold to come before the throne room of grace. What emboldens us is knowing I am a blood bought child of the living. God hallelujah and it will cause us to draw near doesn't the Bible talk about in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 it says let us therefore come boldly under what kind of a throne the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need Anybody in here tonight ever needed mercy? Well, that's what we get at the throne room of grace. Notice it's not a throne room of judgment. It's a throne room of grace. So when we need grace and mercy to help, we need to just boldly say, okay, I'm coming based upon the blood of the lamb washed in the blood. Of the land. Then the last two that we want to talk about tonight, they're kind of closely connected. There's protecting power in the blood, and there's overcoming power in the blood. Has anybody realized that we are living in a dangerous time? People are crazy, people are demon possessed. And I don't say this to make anybody afraid. But what is happening is the kingdom of darkness is getting darker. And the two kingdoms of darkness and light are clashing. And Satan knows that his time is short. And crazy things that you just used to hear about in, you know, way off in the jungle somewhere and and people doing weird things that, that was not common in America They're becoming more commonplace because people are yielding to evil spirits. When you take prayer out of school, when you see all the crazy things that are on the movie screen and and all the occult stuff that is just praised and magnified, when all of that begins to happen, it's not like God's not protecting the Christians, but there's a layer of protection that's lifted off and people that don't know the Lord are more susceptible to evil. And you give the devil any place, guess what? He takes a lot. So that's why we need to know our power and our authority in the name of Jesus. And we need to know how to plead the blood of the lamb over us, over our possessions, over our 
family because the blood will keep us. But if people are not under the blood, the saving blood, under the cleansing, healing blood, guess what? They're open prey to these evil spirits. So we have to know we're protected. I don't care if a person is demon possessed and they get on BART and they say, you know, that they're going to shoot people. If I'm on BART, they're not shooting anybody when I'm on there in the name of Jesus. Or some crazy person decides to come to the office that you work at. Listen, you don't have to be afraid. You draw the bloodline around that office. As long as you're in there, you and the people in that office with you will be protected. We're glad that we are safe and protected. But wherever you're at, you ought to be saying, okay, I'm in my car. I do this all the time because, you know, a few years ago, it was like it was a plot against me. People were running into my car and just crazy things were happening. Some kid at a stop sign said his brakes went out and just plowed into the back of me. And I said, no, in the name of Jesus, enough of this. And you know, it's easy. I'm the pastor's wife, but it's easy to let things slip. I hadn't been pleading the blood like I needed to, but boy, I do now. Every time I get in the car, I say bumper to bumper, side to side. My car is covered with the blood of the lamb. No one is going to bump it and I'm not going to bump anybody. Hallelujah. And I know I need a lot of angelic help and I need the blood working for me when I drive. (laughs) I don't know about you, but you know, I'm doing that not just for me. I don't want to run into somebody and kill somebody either. The blood protects us, but it will also extend out to people that are around you. It's not just about us. Let's plead the blood. Amen. For others as well. Do you know the first time that the blood bringing protection was ever mentioned was in Exodus chapter 12. You remember that account in Exodus chapter 12? It's when the children of Israel were being led out of Egypt. And there had been all of these plagues that had come upon Pharaoh and the household of Egypt. But they still, Pharaoh, every time something horrible would happen, frogs were in the pantry, frogs were in the bed, but he was like, nope, I'm still not going to let you go. All these things, flies and locusts swarmed in there and ate up all their crops, but no, he still wasn't going to let them go. But the last thing that God said was going to happen was in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. And this was a terrible thing, but it was because of the hardness of Pharaoh's heart that God said the firstborn of everything is going to die. Firstborn of the children, firstborn of the cows, everything. So let's look at this in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. The first mention of the blood bringing protection and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you 
And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The blood of an animal was a token of God's protection. And this blood of the animal that they put on the doorpost of their house was symbolic of the day that would come when you and I can apply the blood of Jesus over our lives. Remember that song? When I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. What is that saying? When the devil sees the blood applied to our life, he's going to have to pass over us just like it was that day. The blood was a token. Look on over in verse 22. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. The blood spoke to that death angel. You cannot Enter this house. It's covered in the blood. Those people in that house that did according to the word of the Lord and applied that blood, they were off limits to that death angel. They were protected. They were kept. And the devil had to pass on by. It's a word for us. Stay in the ark of safety. Stay in that place that God has called you to. Stay with the group of believers that he has connected you to. If God has joined you to Heart of the Bay Christian Center, stay with the bunch. There's protection in numbers. Did you know that? There's power in unity and power in agreement. When God hooks you up with a local body, stay in that ark. This place is an ark of safety. The bloodline is all around this place. The angels of the Lord are encamped all around this place. If our eyes, our spiritual eyes were open, we'd see angels all around here and we'd see a bright red crimson rope, a stream of the blood around this property. Stay where God connects you. And then in your, on your own, on the personal level, build an ark of safety for your people, for your family. Get them in the ark by your faith, by prayer, by applying the blood over 
your family. Don't get out from under it. The angel told them, if you step outside of the house, if you go outside of your place, if your oldest child goes outside, outside when that death angel's out there, they're not safe. There's a place of safety. There's a place of God. There's a place of refuge that we are called to dwell in, in this day and in this hour. The 91st Psalm describes it. I, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God in him. Will I trust? Hallelujah. I trust in him and I trust in the power of the blood of Jesus to keep me, to protect me. Hallelujah. That's what we do. They had to literally take the blood of that Passover lamb and apply it to the doorpost of their house. How do we apply the blood. Well, I'm glad that you ask. I know you want to know, how do we apply the blood? It's connected with the overcoming power in the blood. So let's look over at the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. PT, I don't know if you have a song about the blood, but if you, anything comes up, we might want to sing that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. This is how we overcome and this is how we apply the blood of Jesus in our life and in our family. Revelation 12, 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come Satan, uh, come salvation. Oh, help me Lord. My glasses are a little... We're going to get this. That's horrible. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is what cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Now let's read the next verse. And they overcame him. How? How did they overcome him? And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. There is overcoming power in the blood of the Lamb. And why do we need a word of our testimony? Because the blood needs to be, the power in the blood needs to be on our lips. That's how we apply it by saying what the word says about us. And why does the devil, why is he accusing people? Why is he accusing us day and night before the throne room of grace? Because the blood never stops saying mercy, mercy, forgiveness, 
righteousness. They're worthy. That's what the enemy hears if he goes up to the throne room very briefly to accuse us, to accuse the believers. He's hearing that blood over there in the holy of holies on the altar of God. He's hearing that blood literally cry out, forgiven, mercy, grace, redemption, overcomers. And so that's why he constantly wants to accuse us because the blood constantly redeems us. And the blood constantly cries out on our behalf. And we need to say what the blood has done for us. I want to tell you some things about the blood here. What the blood says. Three areas that the blood speaks. through Three groups. The blood speaks to God. The blood speaks to our heavenly father. And it says to him. Fulfillment of my covenant. Sin justified. The blood speaks to our father. Mercy, redemption, it speaks of power. The blood speaks to us, the believer. The blood speaks deliverance, salvation, wholeness, healing, victory, freedom, protection, overcoming power. You know, the blood constantly is talking. It's talking to God. It's talking to us. If we'll listen and we'll apply it. And then I love this. The blood speaks thirdly to the devil. And it says, defeated, destroyed, whooped, if you're from the South, beat up. Destruction, doom, and this is one of my favorite, loser. You lost the battle of the ages. That's what the blood says to him. And because the blood speaks, we can speak. And we can declare, I'm an overcomer. And we can plead. The blood. Imagine the power that is released when we speak the name of Jesus. At the very mention of that name, demons tremble. When we speak the word that says, I am more than a conqueror. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you speak the word, you ought to see power being dispersed out of your mouth. And when you say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. Power is released. Angels are on assignment 
to go and to stand at their post when you plead the blood in the name of Jesus that you will be protected, that you will be granted overcoming power. They overcame him. Who? The accuser of the brethren. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word, by the word of their testimony. Do you have a testimony tonight? Has Jesus done something for you? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Then we all have a testimony. And our testimony is I am an overcomer. Our testimony is this earth is not my final home. Our testimony is I'm destined for heaven. Hallelujah. Woo. That's our testimony. And we need to be using what has been granted unto us. Now, lastly, and this is why I asked Pastor Tom if he had a song on the blood. The blood is so awesome that it inspired a song in heaven. The blood has song inspiring power. I think we ought to be singing more about the blood. I grew up singing those songs. There's power. There's power. There's wonder working power in the blood of the lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood will never lose its power. Think about it. But the enemy came along, I think, even maybe even the charismatic move a little bit and was kind of like, eh, let's not sing so much about the blood. I think we need to be singing more about the blood. Do you know they do in heaven? Listen to this. Revelation chapter 5. The background of this is that there was, there was a book. And no one was worthy to open the book. The four beasts, the four and the twenty elders fell down before the lamb. Verse 8. Revelation chapter 5. And when he had taken the book, the lamb, the Lord Jesus, was the only one worthy to take this book and to open it. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb. Having every one of them harps and golden vials of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And listen, and they sang a new song saying, thou art worthy, thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O God, thou art worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands and thousands. If anybody in here has a calculator, I don't think we could even calculate that. That's a lot. (coughs) Saying with a loud voice. What were they saying? 
Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. (laughs) And then listen to this. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him <coughs> that sitteth upon the throne Amen. and unto the Lamb forever. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. And we are going to sing about the blood. Amen. And worthy is the Lamb.